0: This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple
1: near you.
2: Hello everyone, we're Superhero Stuff You Should Know. And if you think you know about superheroes and comic books...
1: fixes plumbing problems in a
2: flash, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week?
1: This is one of the more interesting ones that we're about to dive into, I think, with the plumbing song. Um, I'll, I'll knock out the Wikipedia factoid real quick here. The plumbing song is a double parody of Millie Vanilli's hit singles, Baby Don't Forget My Number and Blame It on the Rain. Uh, in 1992, in a 1992 interview with Dr. Demento, Yankovic said he believed the parody to be kind of redundant at that point in time, giving the lip-syncing scandal that had effectively destroyed the band almost a full two years prior. In reference to this scandal, Yankovic also jokingly affirmed that he did in, he did indeed sing the lead vocals on the parody. Um, let me start with this. How much Millie Vanilli have you ever really listened to in
0: your life? Cuz mine is I mean, none, basically. Uh, basically zero. I mean, I think the two Millie Vanilli songs I would know are the two that are referenced in this song.
1: Yeah. I um yeah. I intended to but did not get around to it. I intended to watch. I think it's on either Peacock or Paramount Plus is a docu-like a three-part docu series about the Millie Vanilli scandal. Yeah. Um, that I think would be a fascinating watch. I truly do, but I also, like, I remember watching the um, Behind the Music on them, and finding that to be, like, a fairly sad story, and I think that there's been talk of a Milli Vanilli movie for years. I mean, the fact that ultimately one of them took their own life years after the fact. It wasn't, like, in 1991, but that that yeah. the the effects of what happened, and the just being a cultural mocking point for so long uh, lingered, but I just like even listening to this song. We talk about songs where Al's parody like enhances how good the original songs were. I just don't think that these are particularly good or memorable pop songs out the
0: gate. Well, you know, the other uh, just to point out one more thing. I, I was saying I only know these two, and it's actually not true because the other big hit they had was. Blame it on the... Uh, was Girl, You Know It's True? Yes. Which he references in this song, despite not parodying it, he uses that line. I mean, Girl, chorus. You Know It's
1: True is the most iconic one because it's when the whole scandal broke was in a exactly. performance of Girl, You Know It's True. Any songs that I've ever heard by Millie Vanilli, I, I think they just kind of fall into a very generic, kind of forgettable late 80s, early 90s pop sound where like, even if... I how do I word this? Let's let's not pretend <laughs> that if not for the lip sync scandal that this would have been a band that 30 years later was still like writing hit songs and like
0: yeah, like it's they pretty were unlikely. Very,
1: yeah, they were a very time capsule group which I guess also makes it kind of weird. In an album where you've already tackled new kids on the block, like why go for another kind of just boy band that was known for dancing over singing <laughs> type yeah. thing. Like, it I, it feels uh, yeah. very redundant. I think redundant is the best word for Al to use to describe this parody. Yeah,
0: I agree. <laughs> we talked about this a little bit in Taco Grande uh, recently, but just to, like, put an even more fine point on it, I th- to me, in terms of the parodies on this record on Off the Deep End, because this is the last parody on Off the Deep End, this is one of the most interesting, like, musical time capsules Al has ever made. In terms of the song, like, when you look at the the scope of the songs that he is parodying in this record, it is really, really an interesting marker in music. And the fact that, like, you know, New Kids on the Block is here, but Millie Vanilli, MC Hammer, Nirvana, uh, and <laughs> Gerardo. <laughs> I mean, it, it is, it, it's, and the... Most of it, you know, I think this is it applies to this song the most, but it's worth noting here. Like. Another thing we talked about just in the Taco Grande episode is this is a rare moment where it actually does kind of feel like in this parody, Al is a little bit punching down. Yeah, this is like as I was as was noted, he said himself it was redundant this these guys had already been dragged so hard for what happened here. And I always like to say that when Al does a parody, it's done through this lens of reverence and appreciation for the original. And I don't totally know that I feel that on this one.
1: Yeah, well, and I also but here's the only I I I agree and I disagree on it being punching down. Um I agree that like there's no reason that he should have even put this on the record. Like yeah. at this point in time in 1992 there was no reason for this to be on the record. Millie Vanelli had long passed. He thinks the song is redundant. I am almost positive that if we check Set List FM, the song has never been performed live. Like there's no reason for it to have existed. Yeah. But I don't think it's punching down in the fact that at least the song's not about the source material, you know what I mean? Like, if this was if this was a parody song about lip syncing, I'd be like, ow, bad look, dude." <laughs> like, yeah. But
0: I think it's it's honestly just a du- like. I, <sighs> I, I think the thing that throws me a little bit more is the fact that he chose to do two of them. Yes. Like, like okay, so it's interesting a, a double parody. I was going to say, leading up to this, I was like, "This is the only time he ever did this." It's the only time he's ever done it quite like this. Um, You could make the case that Bedrock Anthem is also a double parody because he does a little bit of Under the Bridge before he goes in to give it away. But that doesn't feel the same as this either.
1: Yeah. The Um, baby don't lose that number feels like very just like last second or no. Blame it on the drain
0: is the one that pops up in the last couple seconds. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It comes up towards the end here. I'm looking at the lyrics and I'm trying it's, to find you the You probably exact.
1: think it shows up more because it's the most memorable, catchy part of this song. Yeah. Because the ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-baby, I'm your plumber is not yeah. as catchy as the blame it on the drained. Like, mm-hmm. that's actually a really catchy part in this parody. <laughs>
0: yeah, it is. It is. It, it's just... I, I think the fact that he chose to parody two songs by this group who had been publicly shamed it just seems like he's trying to further the joke that th- the joke is lyrically there's nothing about millie Vanilli in this song but i don't know why it feels to me like you doing it twice is just hammering the making fun of them a little bit more yeah i might that might just be me i, I no, don't know no no because something I'm... about it feels something about it feels just like the littlest bit icky to me
1: so so i was looking to see i wanted to like kind of get a rough idea of time frame. He didn't record these parodies until 1991. The scandal was in 1990. So it's not even like he had already started it before the scandal type situation. Like the scandal had super happened. Cause what I could argue was like, it could be a statement about how like easily how how basically he felt like all of the Milli Vanilli songs were very much the formulaic same thing, and that you could just seamlessly slide in between all of them, um, without there being even the slightest situation. I mean, let's 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 go devil's advocate. Let's go the total opposite. Maybe. Maybe Al felt bad and thought, "Hey, this is a way to get them some money because they're having a lot of mi- a lot of uh, legal issues coming up." And <laughs> I-, I
0: guess that's possible. I don't know. I mean, you know, the other side of this is in the world of the music industry. Th- this is the other side of this, right? It's it was very very unfair for everyone oh. to have blamed these two dudes
1: <laughs> to blame these two dudes. And like, let us not forget, this was at the exact same time or almost immediately afterwards. Was the CNC Music Factory situation correct? Where, correct. where all of these "Everybody Dance Now" is one of the weather girls who is a very yeah. big woman, yeah. And in the music videos, it's like the skinniest woman lip syncing it. And I'm pretty sure during most of the performances at that point, they just played the track and had that same woman on stage with them. Yeah. And it was, it was not nearly to this level. Of of a problem. Um, And now it's like it's still it's a little bit different because like now, yes, when you're listening to a Britney Spears song, you are hearing Britney Spears actually singing. But like. You can't. There's no person here who truly believes that Britney Spears is doing this insane cardio dance number and able to hold notes and sing the no, way. Like, I, yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> the idea that this is like, I, I reject the entire idea that this is in any way scandalous. You know, if you look it up, this is also like from back in the day, there was a lawsuit. Someone tr- attempted to file a class action lawsuit to get refunds on the CD because these guys didn't sing. Like everybody relax. Like the number yeah. of times like these sorts of things happen. I. It, it's just, it, it's mind blowing to me that, People could be so offended at the idea that this is a pop, a manufactured pop group. Usually yeah. really <laughs> not that much different from Milli Vanilli to loads of manufactured pop groups that go all the way back to, I mean, like the monkeys are yeah. another great example.
1: Which was which was an equally weird situation because the monkeys, again, at their core, very talented musicians that just were course. Weren't- allowed to perform the music. No, they were getting <laughs>
0: like, pulled in all these directions by label executives and representatives. It's just people like saying like trust us, follow us down this path because this is where the money is and I know it, you know, like trust us, we know what we're doing and then when it all hits the fan none of those people are there no <laughs> all those executives are behind the scenes and it's these two poor guys standing on a stage being humiliated humiliated
1: and they're acting like oh well i never like uh, yeah
0: exactly and and all these people are like oh i can't believe they would lie to us like as if these two poor guys of Millie Vanilli Rob and and Fab to yeah, use their Rob, actual names
1: which like again matt we've said this before i feel like we've said this before if someone came up to either one of us and was like, hey, we're going to give you more money than you've ever seen in your entire life, and all you have to do is dance in a music video for yeah. us, like, yeah. why would you not take that money? Like, it's especially- incredibly,
0: yeah, it's very easy to talk, to say these sorts of things. As just a random person sitting at home, like, I can't believe that they would yeah. do this. It's like, you know, it's
1: literally the Monday morning quarterback concept these, of like the guys, most out of shape dudes yeah. saying what they would have done if they were the quarterback. Exactly. <laughs> like,
0: these, these poor guys had their Grammy revoked. Yeah. Which is, again, like, insane. Like That is insane. Like, by all means, give the Grammy to the guy who wrote the song or what. Like, that's yeah. fine if you want to do that. Like, there's collaborations on these things all the time. But the idea that this, I mean, it's. I don't know, this seems to me like someone grabbed onto this as a story, and sure, it was controversial, and sure, they were trying to, you know, pull the wool, but I'm well, all I'm saying is this happens all the time. Yeah. And the fact that Millie Vanilli, to this day, are notable as a punchline like this is, is very, very unfair.
1: So let me ask you this question, because you and I are basically the same age, I think, given, mm-hmm. give or take, a couple months. Yeah. I have only... L- only known Millie Vanilli as that band that was in the lip sync scandal. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like both of Absolutely. us are, are just young enough that we didn't experience what I guess in the very late eighties was mm-hmm. a, a massive movement like this big, yeah. like from all that I understand, Millie Milli Vanilli because history is very unkind, but like, I understand that Millie Vanilli had a Beatles mania like moment, like similar to most boy bands.
0: Yes. No, they were, they were blowing up big time. And so actually that's interesting. Cause that goes back to the thing you said early is like, we don't know, like yeah. maybe, maybe they would have actually continued on an upwards trajectory here. Yeah, maybe, knows, maybe it would right. have been a big thing for them. I don't know. Um, You know, as, as we're talking, I'm looking up here and just to, to give some more context to the idea of, of what happened to these guys. They were, you know, handed songs and and told, again, like, dance on screen. We don't need you to record vocals for this. You're fine. And um, uh, one of them said in an interview, talking to um, Frank, who was the producer and the writer of the material, so he said, um, asked, we would ask Frank, when are we going to be allowed to give some artistic input? And he would say, yes, yes, eventually, but right now we need you to go out and do promotion. Of course, you'll get to do it. Just keep working with us. Yeah. So they were told, like, follow us right now. We understand you're not doing anything now, but we're going to build it up to a certain point. We're going to get it to a certain level of fame and success. And then once we get you there, then you'll be able to do your own thing, which I'm sure was absolute bullshit from the jump. That was never going to be the case. But- this was just an older guy writing these songs who knew he couldn't put his own face out there. The guy who produced for them and wrote for them, Frank and who was in the group Boney M., Oh, I was know Boney no- M. Yeah, yeah Boney-, Boney M were a notable disco funk Rasputin. band <laughs> from the 70s and 80s. Exactly, exactly. And uh, again, their time had passed, and he was just, uh, this guy was looking for something new. And he created Millie Vanilli as a way to write for a younger group.
1: Yeah. So it was during, like, COVID and election chaos, I remember listening to a podcast where they were trying to explain, like the more people that are in on a lie, there is going to be a breaking point where the truth mm-hmm. is revealed, yep. right? And they said, like, theoretically, it would have taken 30 people to fake the moon landing. So with 30 people faking the moon landing, it would have come out that the moon landing was faked within six months. Like Amazing. So, like, the thing is, there was definitely enough people who knew... The secret of Milli Vanilli—that if the record skipping thing didn't happen, mm-hmm. something was going to—it like, would have happened eventually. Eventually, it yeah. would have happened. And I'll be honest: part of me, if I'm going to put on my tinfoil hat and be a little bit of a, a conspiracy theorist, a little bit, I know that the record companies are savage. I wouldn't be shocked if they intentionally manu- manufactured a CD skip to get them out of the the way of that inevitable truth that was going to come out.
0: Like I, it's it is entirely possible. Maybe they were pushing back too hard, and maybe they would be like, "Hey, we need to start doing this ourselves." And they yeah. were like, "Well, there's one way to end this."
1: Yeah, exactly. Like it's just like, it, and that again, that is a tinfoil hat conspiracy theory. But just knowing how savage the record company is, I yeah. could see them intentionally burning down their own cash cow just to make sure that they're not in the line of sight when all the shit goes down.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
2: Hello, everyone. We're Superhero Stuff You Should Know. And if you think you know about superheroes and comic books, 91 donkey lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power but lacks intelligent inhabitants What is happening?
1: I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did.
2: Oh Dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91DonkeyLane.com. See you there, you donkeys.
1: Look, we're 17 minutes into the plumbing song. I know, and we've really we've barely only barely talked p- about Millie Vanilli. That may or may not be reflected in where we rank this. Well, I, I, <laughs> I do want <laughs> let,
0: to, let's take a moment and let's talk about the positive sides of this track, okay? Cuz it does do a thing that I like that Al has done before, which is that this is like I love the setup at the beginning. I never really appreciated this until now that this is like a fake commercial. Like okay. you've got the the uh like announcer introduces the thing, the who fl- who fixes plumbing problems in a flash, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, like spoken like a, you know, a voiceover guy. And yeah. then the song actually starts and this is essentially this is a commercial. That's what Al's doing in this track it's to jump incredibly far into the future. Because I always loved it when I listen to these, think about the song that has the most similar DNA. And actually for this song, the thing I keep thinking about when I listen to it is Handy. Yeah. The Iggy Azalea parody that he did way, 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 way later. Um, but that covers similar lyrical terrain. It's a comparable concept. I would make the case. I think that is a way more effective parody than this. But I like the idea of taking the hit popular pop song and spinning it. You know, we've talked before about, we talked about it through the lens of uh, Spatula City. Yeah. Which was like a style parody in an actual original song, quote unquote. But this is that same idea of like, this has the vibe of the public access, very local cable guy trying to come up with a jingle for his small business and stealing <laughs> the hook from a notable song to see if he can drive his point home a little bit better. And that, conceptually, I like. I like that idea. And there's some reasonably funny lines in here. About I'm a fan the, of uh, a,
1: a, a, mensch, I'm a mensch with a wrench uh, line uh, is, yes. is a good one. Yes. Uh, Lily, use- Lily Hirsch, uh, who we just recently had on the podcast talking about Taco Grande in her book, uh, Weird Al, seriously, actually references that line as um, one of the many examples of Al using Yiddish, which led to people thinking Al was Jewish for a long period of time. That's right.
0: <laughs> yeah, Al does have a good, a healthy amount of of Yiddish and, and Jewish influence in his songs. Yes, using, better call the mensch with a monkey wrench is, is I, I, I we probably can credit Al to be the first person to rhyme those two words <laughs> it's in a good the chance, history yeah. of, of yeah. songwriting. Yeah, and I mean, you know, the... Uh, uh, th- that is probably the f- the most funny and clever line in the entire song um and as i referenced before in terms of just pure purely being clever i like the hit the ba 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 kitchen's flooded too and then doing the girl you know it's true to rhyme with the the flooding of the kitchen is managing to get his third millie Vanilli reference into this song yeah um the uh i mean what else the this guy makes more than my lawyer if he works for one day costs you half a year's pay he can be here by 2 so if you've got you know the, also the structure of this song is weird enough that even reading the lyrics on the page feels odd you know what i mean they don't actually even read like like um like lyrics he can be here by 2 so if you've got cash he'll be there in a flash making service calls in his overalls i mean okay <laughs> it's he'll a good line for you. it works for yeah. me <laughs> yeah 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 and again, at the end there, the uh, maybe the most fun part of the song. Got a problem with plumbing? Got to blame it on something. Blame it on the drain. It was clogging, clogging. Blame it on the faucet that drips all night. If hairballs, grease, and goo won't let the water through, <laughs> blame it on the drain. It's and he gets a roto rooter reference in there. I don't know if do people still know about roto rooter. Is that still a thing? I, think I, I is, barely right?
1: remember what roto rooter is actually.
0: It was a like a like a franchised plumbing service. So like okay. there was a roto rooter in it's almost like a you know like a uh, I guess the car equivalent would be like an AutoZone or a Pep Boys or something like that but you could call roto rooter and they would they would come to your house there was like one in every city oh. that was the idea anyway um, so I guess that's not a thing so much anymore <laughs> but I do yeah, remember was... that from my uh, from my childhood or maybe just as a joke it's a funny it's a funny phrase to throw into yeah, your song.
1: I mean the just the phrase roto rooter Brings it's great. a smile. Yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah. You love it. You got to love the the feel of this. So, uh, this is a, I, I'm, I guess we, we are now indeed approaching the rankings on this one. The, There's something about this is so absolutely bizarre to me that I want to like it more, but I don't. Yeah. So, I, I just don't. I, I, I think, and as I said, I don't want to, you know, be too uh, on the nose with, Or I I don't want to accuse, I don't want to be throwing around an accusation. Yeah. But it really does seem to me like this is, it feels to me like this parody is poking fun of Milli Vanilli in a way that does not seem necessary. It's redundant. That's Al's word I'm going to use. And uh, I don't know. I just, I, I feel a little too badly for them and for the way that that all went down to feel good about. This, and again, maybe it's just the fact that he manages to squeeze in three references to this group, or maybe it's the fact that I don't find the rest of it to be especially funny, that the joke seems to be more about the original source material than about anything he's saying in the song.
1: No, 100%. I mean, at this point in time, we have a new entrant to the my bottom top, or my bottom five. (laughs) It's just a matter of where (laughs) in that bottom for me, and I think... I think the only song I'm willing to listen to this more than is Toothless People. Um, We look, we like to have a lot of fun with I want a new duck on this podcast, but I want a new duck is infinite, like in incredibly infinitely more re listenable than the plumbing song (laughs) to me. So I'm putting it above Toothless People below want a new duck. It is my second least favorite parody thus far so my bottom five is now Stop Dragging My Car Around, Brady Bunch, I Want a New Duck, The Plumbing Song, and Toothless People in Dead Last.
0: I'm going to, I, I like that you said it's, uh, I Want a New Duck is infinitely better because I am going to put this just above I Want a New Duck.
1: I didn't say it was infinitely better. I said it was more re-listenable. <laughs> like, more re-listenable? I guess yeah.
0: maybe that's fair. No, I I, I I give this some credit for being just a very unique parody yeah this is truly the only time he's ever done anything like this um and that i think is worthy of bumping it above i want a new duck um but yeah it's 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 uninspired i think and I, as i said i feel like he's going to come back to this sort of like the commercial meets fixing your pipes <laughs> concept a lot later and I'm going to enjoy it a lot more. Um, But yeah, I don't know. The Millie Vanilli thing I think is just, you know what? Honestly, actually, I think what it reminds me of the most is the feeling that I had. And this is a way uh, less dramatic example, but it actually reminds me of the feeling I had on Buckingham Blues. Yes. Which is that some part of this is just like, I just don't think this is aged very well. And I think the joke, the subject matter, even just parodying Millie Vanilli at all, now feels loaded in a way that maybe i i I think it probably did at the time honestly um but i it's something about it just doesn't sit great with me even if it was the funniest parody in the world i think i still would be like ah i just don't i just don't (laughs) know how i feel about this
1: um well matt we'll read your bottom five real quick with oh yeah yeah we got stop dragging my car around aisle thing plumbing song I want a new duck, but you agree with me still that Toothless People is the worst. Toothless Um, People
0: remains at the bottom. Um, I will say I had a moment when we were pondering, before we started this episode and I was listening to this again, I was like, this is, I I thought for a minute, it actually could be a a very bottom song. I, I, again,
1: for me, it literally came down to re-listenability stuff that I remember. And it's like, for as bad as I want a new duck is, I still remember it and can sing along with it. Whereas when I think of the plumbing song, I really only think of the chorus and the blame it on the drain portion and toothless people. I can't I still can't remember a damn thing about toothless people. So, toothless
0: people, it toothless people is is impressively forgettable. Yeah. Um and again, <laughs> I actually think a lot a lot of that is uh, uh we Mick can bring that fault. on Mick Jagger.
1: <laughs> it is
0: worth doing
1: a quick shout out. I think. I think this al- this episode will come out before we record it. But boy, if you have some hot takes, we've had some controversial episodes uh, between last week's airline Amy and maybe you're a big fan of the plumbing song. Maybe you think we have it completely wrong and and Millie Vanilli deserved to be punched down on for some reason. Uh, this is the time to get your emails in the Or into just that a- this is a
0: celebration of Millie Vanilli and that I'm not right about that at all, and that this is Al trying to defend you. You mentioned that, Matt. It's not out of the question. Um, I just, again, I keep going back to that quote Al had about it being redundant. So. Redundant. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, like weirdalgorithmpodcast at gmail.com or just go on our website. What's that website there, Matt? Oh, it's weirdalgorithmpodcast.com. Uh, both sources. You can send us an email, uh, and we'll, we'll read it on the show. We've got, That's true,
0: we are approaching a mailbag. I forgot about that. We're, We're very close
1: there. to a mailbag. Yeah. Uh, so stay tuned for that. And we'll be back next week with the last episode for Off the Deep End. Wow.
2: Hello, everyone. We're Superhero Stuff You Should Know. And if you think you know about superheroes and comic books,